When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome to the Inside the Boards podcast, the podcast dedicated to helping you learn to think like a question writer so you can study smarter, not harder, and succeed in medical school. And now here's your host, Patrick Beeman. Welcome to the Inside the Boards podcast. Today, another entry in our audio blog series powered by Med School Tutors. We have two articles. First off, Rest Assured, Studies Show Sleep Effects Learning in Med School by Sarah Cummings. And for our learning today, we have a USMLE question breakdown on structural changes to the heart by Graham Boyd and read by our friend Greg Rodden from the Med School Fizz podcast. You can check out the links to Greg's podcast as well as the articles featured in today's show in the show notes. It's Thanksgiving tomorrow, and uh, we just here at Inside the Boards want to wish you a happy Thanksgiving. Hopefully, for those of you who are not in the hospital, can get some time with family, friends, and get a little bit of rest and relaxation in and as well, some sleep. And that's why we chose this sleep-related article to give you a different perspective on your time off. So here we go. We spend all of our lives learning, but a lot of measured learning comes in the form of studying, whether that's in school, university, or in med school. Being able to retain this information is vital to progress as a student. When reaching adulthood, there can regularly be new nuggets of information that you are required to remember, which is typically in the workplace or perhaps as a parent. Plenty of studies based on the human memory have pointed to the fact that you should distribute your practice in order to learn more effectively. What this means is that the less crammed your study time is, the more likely you are to retain vital information further down the line, compared to forcing a lot of info in a short space of time, e.g., one study session. When turning to the effects of sleep on learning, research cites that if you study new material and then allow time to sleep, you are much more likely to remember the information you just learned compared to if you study and then remain awake for an equal amount of time. The effects of sleep on your memory. Without realizing it, when you study, you are igniting a process that consists of three factors, acquisition, consolidation, and recall. First of all, acquisition is the learning of new information. Then you have consolidation, whereby the new information becomes ingrained in your memory. Finally, you have recall, which is the act of being able to access the information you have stored as and when you require it. The first and last factors we mentioned, acquisition and recall, are functions that are implemented when someone isn't sleeping and this is because they need to choose to latch on to the information. Consolidation, on the other hand, occurs when you are sleeping, and this highlights the fact of how important sleep is when it comes to the formation 
and creation of your memories. If you're missing high-quality sleep in your life, the information won't consolidate, leaving the ability to recall this information sitting on the sidelines almost completely unable to assist you when you need it most. Things will be much harder. What sleep does to studying. Don't underestimate how bad it is to miss out on sleep when you are studying. For students of all levels, most studies are building up for a final of some description such as test, exams, presentations. Studying for these types of things can stretch out over the course of months, and the days can often be pretty long. While you're also thinking about eating right, working, studying, and sleeping, it can get quite full. By missing sleep, you're leaving yourself short on the ability to perform, thus jeopardizing your learning capacity, not to mention the risk to achieving your goals. If you find that you can't sleep well in the evenings, why not throw a power nap or two in during the day? They can be just as effective as a full night's sleep. More on sleep deprivation. Without sleep, you simply would not survive. If you've ever slept poorly, you will know how it feels the following day, and suffering from sluggish mental function, along with general tiredness, can cause some serious issues. Other ill effects include feeling irritable, groggy, and cloudy-minded. While, more importantly for students, it can lead to the impeding of your capability when it comes to receiving information. In other words, not getting enough sleep can make learning new material tough. Sleep deprivation can also negatively affect your overall mood. When your mood is put to the test in this way, the instability can make processing new information far more problematic. What about suitable levels of sleep? You simply can't beat notching up some top quality sleep. High standards of sleep give you great memory formation as well as helping your immune system to function correctly, not to mention helping you to recover and repair while also keeping your moods regulated as we touched on earlier. All of these things are essential to be able to study at maximum capacity. So, with just 7-9 to hours sleep each night, paired with a regular bedtime routine, you are making all the right moves towards helping your studying become a success. Keep your tech away from the bedroom and allow your brain to unwind at least an hour before bed, and don't be tempted to pull all-nighters that are fueled by strong black coffee. Keep the caffeine for studying before 3 p.m., or you'll be too wired to rest properly. Remember that forcing your studying late at night is not a conducive way to learn and fill the memory for long-term, fruitful outcomes. Therefore, give yourself time to rest, because you deserve it. You need it, and you will prosper from it. All right, there's a little advice on sleep. Can't underestimate how important this is and how important it is to uh, set it as a priority in your life. Um, I often give advice to medical students about knowing themselves when they're thinking about choosing a specialty. If you happen to be the type of person who just knows if you don't get a regular set amount of sleep and when your sleep is affected that you become an irritable person, difficult to get around, uh, difficult to get along with, your efficiency drops, and your mood gets depressed, then, you know, maybe OBGYN or trauma surgery isn't the best specialty for you. So just something to think about as you're going into the holidays and hopefully have a little extra time. And next, here is Greg Rodden with our USMLE question breakdown, Structural Changes to the Heart. Hi, everybody. This is Greg Rodden. I'm host of the Med School Fizz podcast, and I'm here to help the team at Inside the Boards in their collaboration with Med School Tutors. This Med School Tutors blog post is titled USMLE Question Breakdown Structural Changes to the Heart. 
published by Graham Boyd on September 5, 2017. A 62-year-old man presented to the emergency room with a 45-minute history of severe chest pain. EKG shows ST elevations in leads 2, 3, and AVF. Shortly after being admitted to the hospital, the patient developed ventricular fibrillation and passed away despite resuscitation attempts. On autopsy, the heart was found to have an enlarged left atrium, an increase in left ventricular mass, and an increase in left ventricular wall thickness. Which of the following conditions is the most likely cause of the structural changes to this patient's heart? Is it A, atrial septal defect, B, mitral insufficiency, C, long-standing hypertension, D, mitral stenosis, E, recent myocardial infarction, or F, ventricular fibrillation? And the correct answer is C, long-standing hypertension. So how do we approach this step one question? So this question begins with a typical presentation of a myocardial infarction, but then it pivots its focus to autopsy findings and structural changes to the heart. While most questions require attention to demographic information and past medical history, the autopsy findings provide the key information here that allows us to select the correct answer. So let's break down the structural findings first. Uh, We'll begin with the enlarged left atrium. Left atrial enlargement is a chronic process, which is important to keep in mind while selecting an answer choice. It is unlikely that a myocardial infarction or subsequent ventricular fibrillation, both acute processes, would cause major structural remodeling of the heart in such a short period of time. Left atrial enlargement also tells us that there has been a long-term increase in the left atrial volume. This can be caused by poor atrial pumping, i.e. atrial fibrillation, uh, obstruction of blood flow from the atrium to the ventricle, like in mitral stenosis, Uh, backflow to the atrium through a weak valve, like in mitral insufficiency, or a backflow of blood from a dilated or hypertrophic left ventricle, like in systolic or diastolic heart failure or in aortic stenosis. All right, now let's look at the ventricular findings to see how they relate to our left atrial enlargement. The ventricle of this patient was described as having an increase in muscle mass and wall thickness, which we should be able to recognize as ventricular hypertrophy. So there are two types of ventricular hypertrophy that we need to know for step one, eccentric hypertrophy and concentric hypertrophy. Understanding the difference between these two presentations and their pathogenesis is very important for the exam. Eccentric left ventricular hypertrophy is associated with a dilation of the left ventricular cavity and generally reflects chronic volume overload. Increases in left ventricular volume are often due to aortic or mitral regurgitation. It is also a common sequela of myocardial infarctions, as a dysfunctional ventricular myocardium leads to pooling of blood. This will often lead to systolic heart failure caused by diminished ventricular contraction strength, which can be identified on auscultation by the presence of an S3 heart sound. On the other hand, concentric left ventricular hypertrophy is associated with a thickened ventricular wall and decreased ventricular cavity volume. These changes reflect a chronic pressure overload and are most commonly seen due to aortic stenosis or long-term hypertension. Concentric left ventricular hypertrophy will lead to diastolic heart failure, characterized by poor ventricular filling, which can be identified on auscultation by the presence of an S4 heart sound. Now let's apply our medical knowledge. The structural changes in the left ventricle, i.e. the increased mass and wall thickness in this patient, are most consistent with those of concentric hypertrophy. As discussed previously, concentric hypertrophy is caused by a chronic increase in pressure on the ventricle. 
the left atrial enlargement is due to an increase in ventricular pressure being transmitted to the atria, ultimately causing dilation of that chamber. Once identifying a chronic pressure overload as the cause of the structural heart changes, we can easily identify the answer, C, long-standing hypertension, as the correct answer choice for this question. And for the sake of good exam prep for the USMLE, let's effectively eliminate the other answer choices here. So the first answer choice was an atrial septal defect. An atrial septal defect will be characterized by left-to-right shunting due to higher left atrial pressures. This would cause a right-sided volume overload, leading to dilation of both the right atrium and the right ventricle, producing eccentric hypertrophy. Next answer choice, mitral insufficiency would lead to a volume overload of the left atrium causing left atrial enlargement. The left ventricular end diastolic volume would increase as well, ultimately causing left ventricular volume overload and eccentric hypertrophy, not concentric hypertrophy. Next answer choice, mitral stenosis would increase the pressure in the left atrium, causing a hypertrophy and dilation of the left atrium, but it would not cause hypertrophy of the left ventricle. Next answer choice, a recent myocardial infarction would cause an acute volume overload in both the left ventricle and the left atrium, but it would not cause the structural changes that were seen in this patient, i.e. the increased left ventricular wall thickness. And last answer choice, ventricular fibrillation, like a myocardial infarction, would acutely compromise ventricular systolic function, leading to volume overload of both the left ventricle and the left atrium, but it would not cause permanent structural change. You know, we've got a few emails about Black Friday specials for the Audio QBank. Our Audio QBank features content from Online MedEd for our USMLE Step 2 version, as well as Osmosis and Lecturio for our Step 1 version. The product is still in its beta mode. We are actively working on getting our app out, which will make this product a a real benefit to boosting your scores and helping you consolidate what you learn in med school. But being in that Thanksgiving spirit, the answer is sure. If you sign up for a one-month subscription on Podbean, just check the link in the show notes, we'll give you three months of access for the price of one. Check that out and tell your friends the deal is good until... November 26th. Thanks and happy study. Just want to say thanks to Jenna Fournier and Knights. That's Knights with two eyes. You can hear them on Spotify or wherever you listen to music. The track today was So Into You, the single off the upcoming February 2019 release from the band on the label Sun Petal Recordings. As I've said before, please check out the artists that we feature on this show. They're working hard to provide entertainment and some distraction and bring a little art to our lives through their music and creativity. And we thank them for that and want to be able to show our appreciation by giving them a little exposure on this show. So thanks for listening and we'll see you next week. 